Wondering how you, as an iGaming B2B supplier, can enter the U.S. market? Then we have something special for you. Internet Vikings is conducting a free webinar to answer that very question. Our speakers, Jesper Sharbrink, co-founder and creative director at Green Jade Games, and Elena Kvakova, head of the U.S. expansion at Internet Vikings. During this event, you'll learn how and where to enter the U.S. market as a European iGaming company, what are accreditation requirements that will suit your need best, how the pandemic impacted the U.S. gaming market, what are the specifics of regulations, compliance, and taxation in different states. Our webinar starts now. Hello everyone, and welcome to our today's webinar brought to you by Internet Vikings. Entering the US market is a hot topic at the moment, and it is a rather complicated one. So wouldn't it be great if someone with practical experience and who has thoroughly studied the issue shared their thoughts? If this is your question, then you come to the right place. The topic of our webinar is how to enter the US as an iGaming B2B supplier. And we are excited to see so many people with us today and in time. We appreciate that very much. So hello, everybody. Traditionally, at our webinars, we would like to learn more about you. So please share in the chat uh, your name and where you're from so we can get to know you a little better, to know you at all. So who do we have here? Uh, I saw Renault from Nevada. So hello, Renault. Who do we have else? Martin from Germany. Hi, Martin. Good to have you with us today. Anna from Ukraine. Sebastian from Belgium. Leo from Uppsala, Sweden. Hi, guys. Per from Playstar. Oh, I cannot read that fast. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew from Germany. Lithuania, Romania, London, Stockholm, Israel. Wonderful. That's quite an impressive and international audience we have today uh, because we understand that the issue that we're going to talk about today is very very interesting it's pressing one because we understand that uh, states is uh, slowly opening up so it will be a great and profound conversation today i have no doubt in that so it is great to have all of you with us today and especially great to have our speakers Jesper Sharbrink and Yelena Kvakova. Mr. Jesper Sharbrink is, co is a co-founder and creative director at Green Jade Games. Jesper is one of the pioneers of the gaming industry. Since 1993, he has been the CEO of several companies, including Svenska Spiel and Mr. Green. In 2017, he founded a gaming studio, Green Jade Games, Jesper, Jesper has also been acting on a number of boards and is the co-author of three books. Is that so, Jesper? <laughs> yes, that's correct. But none of them are about gaming. They're crime novels. Yeah. Okay. But that's quite an impressive, impressive achievement, I must say. Something interesting we learn about you today. Uh, Miss Yelena Kvakova with us today, head of the U.S. expansion at Internet Vikings. For the past decade, Yelena has been working with the U.S. market primarily in the capacity of business development and operations leader. She has helped develop and grow hosting and domain name products for one of the U.S. domain name registrars. At the end of 2020, Yelena joined Internet Vikings and has been leading the company's advancement, advancement into the U.S. market since. Hello, Yelena. Glad to ha have you with us today. 
Hello, Vladimir. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining. Fantastic. Thank, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Jesper. Thanks, Elena. Before I give the mic to them, I would like to make two quick announcements. Firstly, I want to thank our audience. I want to thank you guys for your activity even before the webinar. We received many questions in the registration forms, and you can see some of them in the chat right now. You'll be able to see them in a moment. Here's the first one, and there, there will be more. These questions will be answered first during the Q&A time, which we're going to have in the end of our webinar. Uh, so stay tuned if you want to hear the answers to these questions uh, or to your own questions, which you can also ask in the chat during the webinar. So don't be shy. Please ask as many questions as you want. Uh, I'm not sure that we're going to have enough uh, time to answer, answer all of them. But if you, uh, if you, you will be first, probably, I'm almost sure we'll have time to answer your, your specific question. And my second announcement is about the opportunity to book a free personal consultation with Yelena Kwakova to receive her expert advice on the matter of entering the US market. At the end of the webinar, we'll share the link with which you will be able to do exactly that. So you can, you'll be able to schedule your appointment. So think about that. And uh, with no further ado, I will give the stage our speakers, Jesper, Elena, it's your time. Thank you, Volodymyr. It's a fantastic introduction and welcome everyone. It seems that we have a quite an international audience and, and we're happy for that. And me and Elena being on two time zones here, so we, we kind of, it's an early morning for Elena and it's a late afternoon for me. Uh, but we are super prepared and we're super uh, uh, excited about this one. And uh, Volodymyr mentioned it and the US is probably the the hottest gaming market there is right now. And and I would say it's it's a bit similar to, to Europe five years ago when it comes to investors' interest and growth opportunities, opportunities and, and so forth. And there's been numbers of webinars and seminars covering the, the, the US market, but very few with with a with a topic of B2B. And that's what we hope to, to change here today. So uh, but before we start, I would like Elena to take us a bit Back because this has been you has been perhaps the the, the blackest of the black markets you, you you didn't enter there not even the most uh, daredevil black sites dared to enter the US with the risk of ending up in a American prison or getting FBI after them or whatever and so, so there was a, a federal ban for for decades or for centuries and and now that's gone so where, where do where do we start Elena? Absolutely, Jasper. So it's been a very black, black market for almost 26 years. And it's been not even three years since um, the Supreme Court struck down the federal ban allowing states to legalize uh, the sports betting if, if they wish. Um, up until recently, only Nevada and a handful of states could do that because they were already had some type of wagering in place. And in this short period of time, almost two dozen states have made the retail or even online gambling legal in the US. And the very well-known global uh, events of the last year have only sped that up. True. So, so basically, if I remember correctly, there are 16 states today allowing gambling? Uh, yes, there are, there are 16 states in total. 
Um, majority of them allow retail, unfortunately, so far. But also, um, quite a few states are picking up the pace um, and passing the legislation for online since, um, yeah, since retail opportunities have not been available okay. for a while. We have to understand. So these 15 states we see here, the, the gray mark, they are offering online gambling. Correct. In some sort. In one, in some sort. Correct. Yeah. But not all um, those, sorry, sorry, not all of those are are uh, online casino. There's a mix here of, of sports book because it's it differs from state to state. Some states are doing both and some states are only doing sports book. Yeah, and that's absolutely right. So how it develops in the US is they go from sports betting into casino and hopefully into the um, fantasy sports. It's not necessarily the rule for all of the states, but sports betting is the first step. Um, and so from those 15 states, only five of them allow casinos, which is unfortunate. And, and those are, but, which are those? Uh, they are New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Delaware, and Michigan. Michigan is the newcomer as well as West Virginia. New Jersey and Pennsylvania have been around for a while. Um, Delaware isn't that cohort as well, but they only allow, um, it's, it's very limited, meaning that you would have to do it on premises or the registration requirements um, have to happen in casinos and stuff. So um, Delaware is there, but, um, but yeah, there is only a handful of states that um, allow casino okay, providers to join. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. And we're coming back to how big they are and, and, and what the turnover is and so forth. But but what you're saying here, and, and we'll come back to this as well later, it was a federal ban for 26 years, but it's not the federal legislation. Each of these uh, states are regulated by themselves as an individual. Yes. Yeah. yes, absolutely. So what Supreme Court did is that they only struck down the federal the federal ban. And now the states, it's up to the states to basically go ahead and pass the legislation, either allowing or not allowing it, or keep not allowing it. Um, it's also good to mention right now the WIRE Act. Mm -hmm. It basically forbids the gaming operators from crossing the state lines, meaning that in order to sign up and wager, you must be located in state. And it's true for both the player, casino, and a sportsbook operator. So if you are a sports book in every state you want to operate in, you would need to get a license from in-state gambling authority, enter into an agreement with a land-based casino, as well as set up the, your operation in that state, which is of course a major roadblock for many, many businesses right now. So, so, so the myth about people traveling over the bridges to, to New Jersey, that, that, that's, that's actually true. <laughs> It is very true. I must I must confirm that as a New Yorker, yes. <laughs> exactly. So, so when the New Yorkers are, are really going for online gambling, they take the car and they drive over the bridge and then they, they, they can gamble actually or, or place a bet. Yeah, but okay. But this has a lot of implications that we will come back to later because this makes it's not a one state, it's not a one uh, uh, certification or one license. It, it's it's a handful of licenses. And if you have an outlook of the states not being regulated yet, do you have a, a picture of that or do you have an idea about where, where we're heading in this one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so right now, five states allow in-person gambling. New York, Montana, Mississippi, Arkansas, and New Mexico. New York is hopefully going to move forward with legalizing online gambling as well because there is a major market right now and a lot of players are just moving into... Um, I just 
basically channeling into New Jersey revenue, which is a lot a major loss for the state. Uh, we don't anticipate this to happen this year, hopefully next year or in 2023. There are also states that uh, have already started either moving towards the retail legislation or are already doing um, something for online legislation. There are 19 of them so far. And as you can see, um, some states are closer to that than the others. Uh, we mark them with asterisks there. So we're hoping that this year, one or one, two, three states will pass that legislation. And based on what's gonna what's happening in the world, we do believe that to be in North Dakota, North Carolina, Georgia, Missouri, Kentucky, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Maine. My personal my personal bet is Georgia, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. What about you, Jasmine? What do you yeah, sure, sure. I, 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 what's your take? What is driving this? Is this liberalization? Uh, is it uh, uh, getting more aware to, to gambling, or is it the fact that the, the state actually need the tax revenue right now? Um, I would say that in U.S. it mostly works as let's let's look at what your neighbor is doing. Mm -hmm. So there is there is a movement over the border, and they're like, okay, fine, then we can. This is working, and we can do that too. Um, in case of New York um, and Connecticut, I think they're seeing how much uh, of a success online gambling could be. An example of New Jersey, and they want to take a share of that revenue. Um, so that's that's what happens mostly. Good, because this I think this differs a bit from from the Europe. In Europe, it's very much about canalization. You want to take back the gambling or the the the. The, the, the yeah actually actually the, the gambling from from the black market to the regulated market and in the us it's not that much discussion or ha, have i missed it because i'm not there it seems more i mean everyone knows that the the us black market when it comes to the sports book is huge it, it's 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 so big yeah. it's totally unregulated in in basically every state and every city and now one by one is regulating but is there any discussion about the canalization and, and making it safer for the players, making it more regulated, uh, putting in responsible gaming uh, efforts, et cetera, et cetera, or conditions? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, great market has always been there. And I think what states are realizing now when they're seeing, you know, states like New Jersey or uh, Nevada is that it can generate a huge revenue, even if done properly and responsibly. Mm -hmm. So now, I mean, there is no doubt that, you know, even with the legalization of marijuana this year, um, we're seeing that we can, that the states can do this. It's more of a matter, you know, what parties have this on their ballot and like, what are the governments, if they're more liberal or if they're more conservative. So when, I, when I'm saying that there are 19 states that have that in the works, I think everyone realizes it's more just up to the government to reach the consensus on passing that into, into their state's legislation. And if I challenge you and say, I think that will happen in like 85% of the states, would you disagree with me over time? I would say absolutely. I would say you said 85. 85. For 85%, I would say that we would probably need to have at least six years, honestly. It's it's not just, um, yeah, it's not the matter of, um, you know, complexity or not complexity. Is that some governments, you know, are not willing to do that. And we have to wait for the next election, which is two years away, and then for the new government to be formed, and then for this legislation to start going through the chambers. So um, it's very much dependent on just the timeline of how it's gonna be processed. 
I mean, I, and and what surprises me is that, and, and you're probably right, that, that is the reason. And and I mean, look at California. It's it should be it's one of the most liberal states in the U.S. It's 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 yeah. legalized cannabis and or Mariana and and uh, still they said a no to the to the gaming here. And and we also know it's the if I'm correct here, it's the eighth or ninth largest economy in the world. And That's right. It's a bit stressed economy as well, so they will really need the the tax. That's credit. right. Yeah, I think everyone is very upset about California and it's not going at a slow at a faster pace. They did come very close to legalizing it in 2020, but the vote fell short. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, probably with the current government, it doesn't look like they're gonna pass it until 2023, which is again not ideal for the market, but Actually, it's not a bad thing because it's so big. So if, if it comes state by state, it's actually easier for operators. And the operators are the first one in there. To, and then the, the B2B kind of uh, tag along, so to speak, and, and help them to, to set things up, whether that is affiliation or, or hosting, service, uh, hosting services and, and, and such. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm not that. If that's like two, three years away, it's a good thing, in my, in my opinion. Uh, good. This is really interesting. Um, and the states today, which are the biggest ones? Where do we have the most revenue? I would guess. Uh, I would guess New Jersey because they started. But I also know that that Pennsylvania and Michigan is picking up fast. Am I right? Yes, you're very right. Um, if we could look at the slide, yeah, we have here showing the revenue data for January 2021. As it is expected, New Jersey and Pennsylvania are the absolute leaders, mostly due to their pioneership. But also Indiana, only the newcomer, is very much picking up. And they're responsible, those three states are responsible for 80% of sports betting revenue of the US. And this number only keeps growing. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. And, and actually, we had a question in, we said we should post the, the, the questions to, to later, but I have to ask one of the questions that we saw in, in the pre registration, and that is will the US? Uh, game gambling market online market be as big as the european and and what's your view on that one i have my view and but i would like to hear your first um i would say that it's getting there very rapidly and in three five years yes more in like on the longer side, more like five years. But I do believe that it's a very promising market. And that's the whole reason why more and more companies want to move there is because there is a huge amount of potential over there. And yeah, it, it has all the means to surpass the European market. What do you think? I agree, totally agree. And I think it may be at least as, as big or, or, or perhaps even bigger, especially if we get to the 85% of all states and, and we include California, Florida, New York in that one. It will it will actually pass the, the European market. But the interesting thing here is that it's the growth rate. The, the growth number will be crazy if we look at this over a 10 years time period. And and that's what really is, is interesting from, from operators to, to be there, but also from investors' point of view. And that's also why the this market is so hot now. It's not, it's not just a, a fling. This is this is a long-term uh, pretty safe race so to speak it's a safe bet to, to bet yeah. on the u.s uh, gaming market because as you said every state is doing what the neighbors are doing and, and it seems that the first neighbors moving into the into the neighborhood was really happy and, and then more and more people will, will, will come along so so this is really interesting yeah cool. yeah absolutely uh, good uh i'm just gonna turn on my here we are 
quantity. We, we talked about states. We talked about how many how many how many operators do we have being active now in these states? So I counted almost twenty two. Operators, um, again, we're going to see the consolidation in the most uh, active states like New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Michigan also just only recently passed the legislation, but um, it's a very fast growing market and more and more operators are going there. Um, and yeah, on the next slide, we do have um, a quick recap of who, who is there. All the biggest players are already there, and it's only the matter of time as to how fast they're going to expand to all the states, to all those 15 states that allow online online gambling. And this is interesting. My take is that this is the market for the big ones, not only because the market is big, but, and we're coming back to this pretty soon, because the, the licensing process is quite cumbersome. Uh, it's uh, it's quite expensive. And and you have to do it state by state by state. So, so the 400 casinos we see in Europe will most likely, in my opinion, not happen in the US. Are you, are you sharing that? Um, no, honestly, I don't, because I do think that while it's easier for the biggest players to enter the state, just because of the size of the capital and resources that I have at their disposal, just because of the opportunity and of the potential of the market, we're going to see more and more um, European providers and European books trying to go for that market share in the US. So again, like they're they're moving at a much lower pace, obviously, but it, it's definitely gonna happen. And it's what we're already seeing. Like the smaller players are present in one, two states, but they're already, um, I've seen on their websites that they're planning to expand to other states as well. It just sometimes, you know, if you are a smaller company, the economy is, isn't there necessarily, but it's a good investment in the long term. Uh, good. Should we jump to that and, and see if we could talk a bit about the, 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 the big hurdle? And, and in my opinion, that's the, the licensing re requirement. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Sorry, Elena, in, you, you can't just set up a shop. That's impossible. You can't set up a shop, even if you're a B2B. And, and yeah, in, yeah. in Europe, as a B2B provider, we are, yes, as a game provider, you need to have the MJ license, you have the UKTC license, et cetera, et cetera. But if we take Internet Vikings, we don't need a license to set up servers and hosting, doing cloud yeah. hosting for, for, but in the US, it's different. Yes, it is a little different. Um, to just, yeah, just to tie it all together a little bit. Um, so we do think that we show, we show you those um, graphs for the states which are the most active. Uh, for you as a B2B provider, we do believe that um, the best place, uh, the best states to start in, live in the intersection of those two words, um, uh, of those two worlds. Um, and as for, yeah, as for the number of the sports book available in each state, the leaders are the same. However, like, again, the, that approach that, you know, the biggest market, the most amount of players, the most amount of potential customers, it's not necessarily the best approach for everyone because it's going to very much depend on, um, your company strategy, but also long-term and short-term goals. Um, sometimes even going for the smaller states like West Virginia or Virginia that are only opening up can be even a better bet for your business because there is less competition and striking a deal with one of even even the um, casino in a smaller state can go a long way uh, when we talk about expansion because yeah getting accredited in every state is going to be is is a lot 
um, yeah, let's let's just right dive into that. Yeah, please do because this is really interesting for yeah, I think for all the the, the viewers here yeah. on, the, on this webinar. Yeah. Um, yes. So as we as we mentioned before, in most cases to operate or provide services in iGaming industry, you're gonna need a license. And licensing system is different from state to state, but it can be summarized in three tiers. There are operators. Uh, these are the entities that operate and manage um, players' information, payouts that manage the casino itself. So those are, yeah, again, like those are the casinos and sports books. Now there are service providers. They are the businesses who support the operation of online casino sports book, software platform providers, um, as well as marketing affiliates that are operating on revenue share business uh, on revenue share model is going to belong to this tier. Licenses process for service provider is quite complex, as you can imagine, and it involves a lot of business and personal and financial disclosures, as well as the detailed description of every of every system that the game is going to use. But again, um, it, it is a little easier than being an operator. Um, when it comes to the vendors, vendors are the companies that are providing the services to the service providers, but these services are not necessarily tailored for gambling. Like for instance, in this tier, um, hardware providers, uh, computer companies and marketing agencies will belong to this tier. And it's usually free of charge. Um, and the last tier is supporting staff. It's everyone from dealer to server maintains personnel that needs to undergo a background check and receive their occupational license to work in US gambling industry. For most of us as a B2B providers, the two tiers in the middle will apply. It is also worth mentioning that um, even though the process in one state can be slightly different from the other state, in a nutshell, they are the same. And the information that you need to provide in your application is very similar. I have been so, doing that for for her. I'm, I'm I'm the chairman of PowerPlay as well, and I, I've been doing some some uh, oh, yeah? license applications, and it's a lot. Yeah, it they, is they are very right. similar from state to state, but it's a lot. It it, it takes time. It's time consuming, uh, not yeah. only for the company, but also for the, the the board of directors and the and the employee or some of the employees, the key employees, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I have a quick list of the company of the information that they're asking, and that is to whoever of you who haven't started this process. It's company information and documents like certified copy and articles of incorporation, articles of organization, partnership agreement, trust agreement, including all amendments, annual and biannual reports for the past three years, and meeting minutes for the past 12 months, comprehensive financial report for the past 10 to uh, for the past three to 10 years, some states just ask for different um, time periods, as well as personal history disclosure documents for each owner, officer, director, as well as their spouses, children, uh, and sometimes parents and parents-in-law. So it is a lot. I just got tired reading all of this. Yeah, so imagine doing that for... Um, my my um, father was a bit surprised when I called him and asked him about some of the details. <laughs> Yeah, it is a lot. But again, this is uh, these mechanisms are in place to make sure that there are no organized crime in the U.S. and everyone is going through this process. Yeah, and no, even I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's 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 a lot, and you have to be prepared to it. I, I, actually, I think it's a good yeah. thing because 
it's a way to to make sure that the people that are in the gambling industry should be in the gambling industry, so to speak. And and yeah. uh, that's not only in in Hollywood movies that there always been a kind of connection between the the, the mafia and, and, and the gambling. So I understand where this comes from. It's it's once again it's 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 actually a good thing in that sense. Yeah. Um, I, I saw another question popping by on the chat here, so I'm actually going to post it because it, it fits so perfectly well here. And uh, this is coming from Khrushchev. You can't company without a, without a license, just with vendor registration, create any tech solutions to be used by US operators. Um, no. So vendor, so if you if you want to sell a software that is going to be used by a gambling company in a gambling process like geo um, geo compliance software or payment methods or even the platform you have to be a service provider if you if you are asking about vendors think about Dell or Samsung or those providers who are just supplying the equipment. So those are going to be in the tiers of the vendors as well as the marketing agencies. For instance, if you have a sports book and you want to improve your CEO, the marketing agency, if you're going to outsource it, will have to undergo through vendor registration process. Good. That answers the question. I hope. Yeah. yeah, sorry, please continue, continue with your slider uh, because this is this is really, really important. This is uh, part of the, the, the knowledge sharing here, but because we have been looking at all these things right now, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, just to just to say that even though the licensing process are really cumbersome, um, the good news is that you can do two or more states at the same time and the states provide uh, temporary licenses, which means that once you have collected all of the documents and paid the fees. You can go live in as soon as one month is the best case scenario, but on average is two to four months. You can go live already with a temporary permit. So this is good to know for the businesses. On that note, what 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 would it take to, to make a, a vendor license in time, not in, not in effort, but in time? We start today. When, should, when could we go live in the US? So that depends on how fast we put together all the documents, how fast we answer all of those questions that they're asking, how fast we can draw up our organizational structures and pay the fees. And that depends if, on where you are because they have to be translated if you're Swedish, they have to be notified yes. by the notorious publishers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. yes, and also like, again, if your company is really big and you have big boards of directors, so if there are a lot of stakeholders involved, you would have to provide information and reach out to each and every person. So it can be, probably it's gonna be faster for the smaller companies and longer for the bigger companies, but again, um, if you are all hands on deck, if you have two two owners, I think the information can be gathered in a few weeks. And then um, I would recommend going through everything with a lawyer um, that is specialized in gambling law. And then once it is applied, um, yeah, you can get you can get your temporary license if if everything is in order um, in two in two months, two or three months. So basically, two to six months. Yes. Good, 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 good. Uh, should we uh, should we look at the, the the we have a you have a list of things that you really have to go through when 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 you yes so, yes so yes. we thought we thought that it it might be really helpful for for you guys as a B two B providers to have a checklist 
uh, for yourself as to what exactly it is needed because there's a lot of regulations and it's all very cumbersome. So we created this slide for you um, as to what exactly you're gonna need. Um, the requirements for a platform provider or a service provider um, and a casino and sports book are pretty much the same. And they consist of um, either having an agreement with uh, an in-state uh, brick and mortar casino, then operator license in that state. You, you're gonna have a hosting equipment and US company and tax registration. So this is very much about you, you have to kind of partner up with, with the US. Let's say that we come from Sweden or, or somewhere in Europe and you want to enter the US market. It, it seems that you have to partner up with, with the US partner. You have to have a co-location. Uh, we know that all the service has to be uh, in a casino uh, yeah. proximity and, and, and so forth. W what does that mean? Uh, that means that if you are an operator, you have to you have to have a license to be an operator. And there in in the U.S., they are called skins. Skins are something that is provided to to a casino. Um, so it's like a parent license, and there are all this um, uh, sub licenses that can be issued to the operators. So this is what you're gonna need. And yeah, about the about the hosting is yes players data um, platform the whole online gambling platform have to be located in on the licensed server in a licensed premises and servers and serviced by licensed staff um which, which is, 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 a, is a already uh, bricks and mortar already existing yes yeah, so not to reinvent the wheel, um, all the brick and mortar casinos already have that infrastructure in place. So that's why a lot of European providers are choosing to go uh, for that part for co-location or hosting with brick and mortar casinos as well. And this gives us a very nice, good inline to another question asked by Andrew Collins. Um, can I use AWS for cloud hosting anywhere in the US? Uh, no. <laughs> As much as I'd love to say yes to that, the question is no, because uh, for the reasons that we just discussed, all the player data, they have to be located in state, in on the licensed servers, and in licensed premises. As far as I know, Amazon is not looking to do that anytime soon for various reasons, probably. But um, no, you cannot use it, AWS. It has to be a dedicated licensed hosting provider. So basically, this is as far as where you we can get from from cloud hosting. Yes, I mean it can still be a private cloud. Again, like yeah, private no. private cloud is only a name cloud, but um, yeah, you can still do private cloud uh, in brick and mortar casino. But yeah, it's not public cloud or hybrid is not an option. Good, uh, fantastic. Should we? I mean, this Elena, this has been really, really good and, and, and very good insights for, for me and hopefully for, for the audience as well. And the question we that comes now, we are this is the Internet Vikings webinar, and where are Internet Vikings in into this one? I think we, we should really discuss that as well. But whatever you do, <laughs> um, you, are, you are the head of, of US expansion. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm very excited know, to talk about that. <laughs> so um, unfortunately, we don't have a hosting just yet, but we are on track to get it anytime soon. What we can do right now is we are happy to talk to, to the companies who are looking to enter the US market and help them with the requirements 
uh, for the licenses, or we even have already a few connections that are licensed vendors. So if you're a little further down the process and if you have um, an agreement with the casino and the hosting and you need to source a reasonably priced hardware, we can help you with that too. And yeah, hopefully in the next few months, we're gonna, we're, you're gonna hear from us in a nice press release saying that we're open for business in the US. But um, as you can imagine, just the requirements um, is, is a lot to process right now, um, but we're on our way to opening up a license hosting for you as well. So basically, we are we are living as we are learning, and 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 we are doing exactly what you have been talking about here right now. And and of course, the end game for Internet Viking is to, is to uh, supply world class uh, licensed and ISO uh, certified hosting in in the US market because. We see that we have a role to play there. We know how, how good we are in, in, in Europe and, and we know that there's a demand for the same services in the US. And of course, we will be there. And that's also why we recruited Elena to, to have feet on the ground and to have some, some brilliant brains over there helping us with this. Yes. Yes, I, I think we are. I mean, there's so many questions. I think actually we should spend some time on, on trying to answer them. And, and the yes. first one, I, uh, it, with the risk of the marketing department being Super mad at me here, but but that is Gitano uh, from Italy. After the webinar, is it possible to get the slides? And I would say yes on this one. Absolutely, and uh, we have a little extended deck that is that contains a little more information about the U.S. market. So yeah, we will be more happy to share it with you. Good. Uh, you broke up a bit there, but the, the short answer to that one is yes, and we have an even more extended deck that we will present. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Another question we have got here from from actually uh, earlier in in the the pre-registration, and given that the US slot players are pretty much conditioned to classic slots. Do you feel that the European theme slots will be able to transition over well enough for it to be a viable option for up and coming slot studio? I perhaps could answer that one. And this is an interesting question. And basically what happens when you see a market going from bricks and mortar only to, to, to online, um, the first place moving are the already, uh, it's, it's, it, that's the, the place that already plays at the casino uh, or in, in the place on video lottery terminals in, in other markets, etc. Those are the players moving first online. And those players are really keen on playing the same kind of games that they played on the physical or the land-based machines as they do on the online machines. So I think the first wave, it will be a lot of games that has the same look and feel that you find in the, in the casinos. Uh, second wave, the, the game will be more... I shouldn't call them advanced, but they will be, be a bit of uh, different games. And, and there the European games are coming in, et cetera, et cetera. I also personally think that the US market is much more mature when it comes to, to mixing skill and, and RNG decisions. So, so I think we will see more arcade style gambling games. And I know Gameco, the, the US company is doing this on land-based and they will also do this on online. Green Jade, which I represent, uh, to, uh, are also doing this. So. Yes, I think it's a mix. Uh, you, we will see a lot of American themed games in the in the beginning, but then we will see more and more of internationally themed games, if we call them that. And I also think live casino will work fantastically well, as well as arcade games. Um, so um, let's see. 
What concerns, if any, does the new U.S. administration present to the expand to to the expanding online gambling landscape uh, across the states? Uh, and what are the biggest barriers to entry for a small or even a startup iGaming B to be operated? Uh, that's a good question, and I think that kind of summarizes it. So, and Elena, do you see any difference in this administration compared to the former administration? I mean, we just had a new election. We have uh, Biden as president, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Does he has a different agenda on this? So they have not. Uh, that's a really great question, first of all, um, and I think the the answer to that would be it's really hard to judge right now, because we would have to see what kind of laws they're passing, um, as well as to look at what states are doing. In terms of the federal, I do think that it's gonna slow down um, smaller things like crypto adoption by the by the, by the the sports books and casinos, just because, um, again, the newly appointed Secretary of State, Janet Yellen, has repeatedly said that it's linked to terrorism since her appointment in January. So I'm thinking that those things are gonna be slower to adopt, but um, it's very much up to the state government. And in across many states, we have gotten new government not that long ago. Uh, so we will just have to see how, how states yeah, are gonna so do that. Basically what you're saying is not, it's so not so much a federal decision, but a state decision. The federal decision yeah. is already made three years ago and, and administration will not really change that. Right. Right. I mean, again, the, uh, the main administration, the things that they can do is uh, they can revisit the Wire Act, which prohibits the interstate operation. But I don't think they're going to do that just yet because they only started in January and there are more pressing issues that they're uh, addressing. Uh, right but now. But that would that would rather boost the gam gambling rather than, than than take it now. Because then you yes. can yeah, that, yes, everybody everybody's waiting for it. <laughs> so that means that Elena doesn't have to take the car over the bridge to New York to gamble. <laughs> yes. Sure about that. Yes. Oh, that's good. And and uh, uh, yes, the the, the, the cryptocurrency. We had another question a bit earlier about uh, crypto and uh, uh, yeah, thank you, Xena. You're fantastic okay. putting these questions up here. And carry building. Uh, so basically, your take on this is that this will take some time to to penetrate the U.S. gambling market. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is, yeah, just because, I mean, again, what we've seen so far, the new administration is saying is that they are not very receptive of the crypto in spite of its um, obvious security benefits. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be a while before we adopt that. And even carrier billing, like even though as we see US is consistent with Europe, 70% of players play on their mobile. Um, yeah, carrier billing, I think is closer than crypto, but it still might be a while. We just have to see. Um, yeah, how states are going to be at the same that. time. You see how crypto is getting more and more popular among the among the sites in, in Europe, and and yeah. so, so from a gaming and a gambler's perspective, I, I think there's a demand for it. But but you're right, legislation often lags a bit there, and perhaps the US has a, a bit different view on 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 the cryptocurrency so so far. But but let's see. Um, another question we got here in the beginning of or from the pre-registration is how the US market is different from the European market. That's a very interesting question and a broad question <laughs> to answer as well. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The question is really broad. If I were to answer it in a short form, I would say that it's more restrictive. Um, as you can see, and those restrictions, 
um, they create all sorts of roadblocks for the B2B providers like us to enter it. Uh, but there is there is a huge demand. Um, and again, as Jasper was saying earlier, we do think that it's going to get just as big as European market in a few years. I mean, and, and it, it, it's, it's a difference right now. I think this market will be faster growing. Uh, from my point of view, there's right now not as much focus on responsible gambling as it uh, is in Europe, but that will come. So basically what we see in, in, in in, in Europe, which is a couple of years ahead in this time, that's not always that happens when it, when we compare it to US, but in, in, in this sense we are. I, I think we can see what has happened here will basically replicate uh, uh, in, in the US over time. So, yeah. if, if you, and that's another good thing, because if you know the, if you're a European operator, then you know basically you have the, the you have the, the, the book on what will happen in, in, in the US. I understand why, why so many US companies are now hiring European directors and expertise, et cetera, et cetera, because it's it's kind of, it's happened here already. We, we've done it, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a, we have a question here from Julo. Are there talks or political desire about instituting responsible gambling regulation? If so, could you see state lotteries being affected by these regulations as well, or are they too instilled in the state budgets to ever be touched? That's a really um, interesting question because this is this is what I've been, and, and sorry for not seeing your name there. How I, I saw the wrong name on the on the on on on, on the chat there. So um, if so, from what I've seen, like when you look at all these forms um, that they're getting you to fill out before you you even get your license, a lot of those a lot of those questions are about responsible gaming. And even if you go onto the websites of the players that are already in the market, they all have the disclaimers about responsible gaming, about self-exclusion um, lists. So I would say that uh, on a basic level, it has already been instilled into the process itself. And the government is taking it really seriously because I do feel that now when they're late to the whole world gambling party, they're like, oh, we might as well do it right. Um, so I do feel that um, definitely the responsible gaming is going to mature over over years, but it's it already has a pretty good base, and the states are responsible themselves uh, about regulating that and making sure that um, you know that uh, all the providers are compliant because they do take it very seriously. But and at the same time, the, the state lottery seems to be protected because the, the license you can get is a sports truck license or an online casino license. You're not really get, getting a, a lottery license. So, so yeah. and, and that, that's nothing new. We have the same in Sweden. Uh, the lottery is kind of out of touch. And, and so, so that's, yeah, no, they will most likely prevent or, or protect those. And that's, of course, for for tax reasons. It's, it's We all know that those are... They bring a lot of money into the into the state uh, treasures. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I see a good question from Jason. In terms of certification, what do you expect states to work with third-party test labs, or other to follow New Jersey example, for example, manage uh, for example manage it in house? Um, that's a really good question, and I think um, a lot of European B2B providers are excited about it. Um, and the question is, we do see that a lot of um, operators are looking to hire 
B2, too high B2B providers, European B2B providers who are experienced in that. Um, I would say that it is true for medium-sized companies. Uh, we have seen news that um, Caesars, uh, BetMGM, they are acquiring companies that provide software platforms already. So they're going to have it in-house, but not everyone has the luxury to do that. And that's why um, they're very much looking forward to providers um, like you and like us to bring our European expertise um, to help them build their online presence. So it's a good news for us. Um, and yeah, the trend overall is to outsource it to a third party company. Fantastic. I actually think we are almost emptying all. There are some questions up here. I think we answered them to, to some extent. And uh, we have a, a, a long time slot designer. He said that slot teams can be unpredictable. <laughs> you are so right, Ivan. You can never ever expect what is hitting and not hitting. That, that, that's for sure. But we were generalizing it on a bit more philosophical level. Here. Uh, you have a certain style in, in different regions. And we know that that if you hit that, that style in that region, it, it, it usually works better. But what in detail is working, Wow, if you had that knowledge, then we wouldn't sit here doing webinars. We were doing it. Being a warmer place than Sweden. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's, it's lovely. Uh, okay, Elena, are we about to round up? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through the questions. Do you have the opportunities? Sorry, say it again. Anything else you want to tell this fantastic audience why we have the, we have the opportunity? Uh, no, it's just been a great conversation. We hope that it, it has been really useful for you. We have tried to answer all of the questions and I'm looking through them right now. Yeah, I think we got pretty much all of them. But if you feel like um, there's a question that you want answered or if you want to answer it or if you want to ask it in private, um, please reach out to us. Um, you are going to be able to, to book a meeting um, with us and we can, talk, we can talk some more about it. It's a very exciting topic. And yeah, judging by where everyone is, everyone is very excited about US market. Um, and yeah, we feel like European um, companies who have really good experience with that can really make a difference. I agree, yeah. I totally agree. And thanks a lot, Elena, for sharing all your wisdom into this. It's been fantastic. And to, yeah. to the audience, this is really, really great. You are, have been such an engaged audience and, and we can basically see and hear how the, the, the keyboard has been typing during we have been uh, chatting here. And I really uh, thank you for taking the time to, to listen to us. And now over to our host, Volodymyr. Thank you. Thank you, Jesper. Thank you, Elena, for this profound discussion. Uh, I believe there is a lot of value in what you shared with us today. I have no doubt that the information you shared will, will help our audience to advance their businesses into the US. And as mentioned uh, already, uh, and by the way, Jesper, we're not mad at you at all. at all. All attendees will receive the recording and slides afterwards, after the webinar. Maybe not today, but you surely will receive <clears throat> receive the, uh, your copy. Uh, and uh, those slides will be even extended. So uh, thank you for joining us today. You will uh, have some extra treat from Internet Vikings. And a couple of announcements uh, before we finish. As promised, uh, you have the opportunity to book a personal consultation with Yelena Kwakawa and receive her input about entering the US market. Now uh, you can see a link in the chat box, uh, calendly.com 
Irlena Kvakova. And by clicking on it, you'll be able to have a chance to schedule your 15 minutes appointment with Elena, and uh, I'm sure she'll help you to outline the strategy for scaling into the US. So uh, please do that if you're interested in scaling your business to, inter uh, to the US market, uh, go ahead and book your meeting with Elena. And uh, some of you might know that Internet Vikings uh, regularly conduct webinars, and I wonder if there are people who have been to our webinars before. So uh, if you were, please type uh, type one, number one, if you have been to just one of our webinars uh, before, and type two for two and three for three and so on. Uh, three, one, zero, one, three, one, zero, zero. So some new people and some old, well, not old, but uh, four, even four. We have from experienced. Volodymyr, from, from, yeah. from a old gaming director's perspective, we have a really good uh, custom acquisition in, in this, and we also have high retention. This has been perfect. Yeah, yeah. Great, great. It's good to, I agree with you, Jesper, and it's good to have uh, so many new people and so many experienced uh, attendees, and that's just fantastic. And this time, we want make it easier for you to remember about our next meeting so you can register to it now and you better do it because internet vikings is preparing something very special for you next time while many hosting and security companies talk about rams to ruling we talk with mr max Schrems himself so on april 28th at uh, at uh, 4 p.m central europe european time we are going to sit with max Schrems and discuss in depth the issues surrounding the protection and transferring of data between the uh, European Union and the United States, and also what iGaming operators should do in order to protect themselves from the risks involved. So this is an event you cannot afford to miss, and you have to uh, have a chance to register right now via the link you see in the chat. So please do it right now. We are looking forward to seeing you on April 28th uh, at uh, 4 p.m. Central European time. Okay, that's about it. Uh, once again, thanks to our speakers for sharing their expertise. And thank you everyone for being here today. We appreciate you being here with us and uh, please visit our website and we'll see you next time, hopefully on April 28th. Have a nice day, day and cheers. Bye. Thank thanks you, everyone. Bye. 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 Thank you.